Voiceover Gurus Podcast. I'm Linda Bruno sitting with Brian Reed today. Brian Lee, hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Happy almost Thanksgiving. I know, right? November. And your birthday's like right around the corner. I know. This is the last year of my 40s. <laughs> oh, enjoy it. Enjoy thank, it. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I can't see anything. That, that that's what happened. That's what happened to me this year. My eyesight. I have, I have to start wearing these stupid glasses. Oh, yeah, the bifocals, <laughs> the little helpers, the readers, the cheaters. Your readers. And the thing is, is, you know, 40, well, 40, I've been wearing them this year, but for a good 47, 47 and a half, 48 years, didn't need them. Yeah. And then I started bumping the text up size up on my phone. And then I'm just like, I guess I'm lucky I can see distance, right? Because there are people that wake up who can't see anything and they have to find glasses to, to read a clock or go to the bathroom or walk through the. At least I don't have to do that. Yeah, no, no. Well, I've got both because I've been blind since I was like 12. <laughs> so I wear contacts. And then now, same as you, like in the last three years, my eyes have gone to complete shit. <laughs> right. And you don't feel sorry for me either. That's like, No, not at all. <laughs> cry me a river, Brian. Cry me a river. You know, you have I've to put these the on. Special, I've got the special contact lenses, you know, the bifocal contact lenses. Oh, yeah? But then, yeah, and it's great. I'm grateful that I read scripts off a screen. Because, you know, you can increase the font size on a yes, screen. Yes, that's what I do. <laughs> so much easier as opposed to being that person that, push, you know, has the, the paper like a mile away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> speaking speaking of which, if there's anybody out there who works for DigiDesign or Pro Tools Avid, uh, can you do me a favor and design the dialog box to be bigger and you double click <laughs> on, a, on a region to name it? Everything well, on the computer is big, and then I click on a, I click on the region to name it, you know, like WCBS, and it yes. looks like I can't see, you can't make it bigger. There the is there is a cool little application that somebody told me about a while ago. It's it's called Tinker Tool, oh. and, and it makes the system fonts bigger. So your browser is your browser <laughs> URL line is larger, and <laughs> this is so sad. I know. Sad. I know. It's but this sad. is what we're talking about. It's sad. Because you and I are around the same age, so mm -hmm. we, we can commiserate together. We're veterans. I figured like a good topic to talk about today, because we both have been doing this for so long, would be um, the concept of motivation. And A, you know, ambition level and what you think it took for you. Like what goes on in your head to keep you going on a day-to-day -day basis mm, um, in this business. Well, but, but I, I, when I, you started out, how was it? You know, when I started out, I was much younger, and uh, it was a different time. You know, then it was yeah. uh, it, it wasn't anybody with a USB mic and a laptop could get into the business. You had to have a studio, or you had to have access to one. And if you had access to one, you would have to have a reason to go into it. You know, that someone would be paying for you to go to a studio to right. voice something. You know, uh, back when I had. Uh, when before people embraced the internet or before the internet, I living in Fort Myers, Florida, I had to drive to Miami to do voiceover. <laughs> and uh, that was like, you know, you get a call, somebody heard you on a CD, like voiceover Miami. And then, you yes. know, and then they were like, hey, uh, can you be here on Tuesday morning at four or no, no, Tuesday morning, not 4 a.m. Tuesday morning at like eight. I'm like, right. sure. In <laughs> some studio, either in down in the Grove, you know, far south yeah, Miami. Yeah, yeah. And I'm and I'm like, yeah, okay. So you just get up at 4 a.m., get in a car, you know, run through McDonald's, grab your coffee, and drive across the Everglades <laughs> all the way to Miami, and then battle that traffic, go down to the studio, yeah, you know, and then and then do the and then it's like, okay, Brian, uh, here here's your script, okay, <laughs> all right. But what what motivated you to do it in the first place? The love of the business. 
you just fell in love with it. Well, I mean, your dad was in the business, so it's just it's just the, the, where where I was going with the story was it, passion, the love yeah. and the passion to be able to get up at four o'clock in the morning to drive to read one line, like call one eight hundred Fort Lauderdale or something like right. that for three hundred dollars. You know, to drive five hours. I mean, you it, it's just the passion to be able to go and do that for. And today, at this point in my life, anybody that hires me for anything is a gift. I don't care. I don't care what it is. It could be the biggest network or biggest movie trailer campaign, or it could be some a, a like a, a public service announcement. If someone says we want you to voice it, it's just to this day I'm like, ee! you know, I'm all happy. Yeah. About it. I'm just, so it's still it's you're still passionate about it. That's everything. Passion drives everything. Passion start. You know, motivation happens from passion. And, I've, you know, it's funny you should bring this up because there have been people um, uh, in my lifetime who have come to me and said, I want to do what you do. And I'm like, great. And I'm like, why? And they say, well, because I don't want to do this anymore and I want to make money. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, OK, let me know how that works out for you. I'm thinking because that's just you. I can't say you will never succeed. But the fact of the matter is you do what you love and then the money will follow yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a it. big believer in that yeah so that's that's my answer what motivates me uh what motivated me from the beginning is the same thing that motivates me today is so, yeah. just is the fact that I I don't think I ever I mean even if I'm having a really tough day and I know you do um have these kind of days where you're just beaten down or maybe you've yeah. been sick and it's just like my god a few weeks ago it was a Friday and I was up in North Carolina, and my daughter drove in from Nashville with her boyfriend to visit. We were mm-hmm. going to spend the weekend together. And I got there on Wednesday, and I started to get sick. Oh. And Friday, it was like Friday was just like if I could just do anything except not voice something, I would be, I would be so happy. <laughs> and then at seven o'clock, she's like, "Let's go to dinner," and I'm like, "I'm going to bed. You guys oh, have got to yeah. go, or whatever." But um, uh, I I think that I think that this is. I think this, it doesn't even make any difference if, other than being sick. Like I said before, it's just, I love what I do so much that, that, and that's, that, 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 that somebody's hiring me to do it and that I get to put my spin on it. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a totally different motivation. If you're doing it for money, I'm sorry, your focus is wrong. I mean, right. did you, did you ever do it for money, Linda? I mean, ever do voiceover? Just, I, I'm going to do voiceover because I want to make money or because you want to do voiceover. I mean, it's, yeah, no, I, for me, it was the same thing, you know, getting behind the microphone that first time when I was like 18 in a voiceover booth itself just mm-hmm. lit the fire. And right. I just said, I don't really know what this is at the time, but I know that I want to do it. Right. <laughs> you know, it was just that that all encompassing focus of, you know, this is wow, this is just it, it struck me. So you're mm-hmm. lucky enough to find something, especially at an early age that really hits you. Mm-hmm. You know, what what could you do every day of the year? If you, even if you didn't make any money, would you still do it? I think so. I think that yeah. I, I think that 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 before I was even hired to do, do I was lucky because I was in radio. But but right. and so are you. But I wasn't necessarily getting hired to do freelance voiceover you know you get the job in the right. radio station where like here's your production read these 10 spots you know you, you, you have to it's your job um and because you're an employee of the radio station right right but, right, but, right but even before that if i went into a production room and on my own time i made up stuff i made up commercials i i opened up magazines and read 
Yeah. Read the ads out of magazines out loud because I used to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wanted to just I wanted to do I just wanted to do it so bad. I think that just if you love it, I I, I just I've now I didn't think so. I didn't in the in the beginning. I knew it, it was that way for me, but I I embarrassingly will admit to you that there in my travels I've met people who who have said I want to do voiceover and they are passionate and they are you know driven but mm-hmm. they've got awful <laughs> interpretation and terrible voices <laughs> right. and I'm just like you know not to be a jerk but I'm like you know it's going to be really challenging for them it's really, you right. know whatever and then years later it's just like they're very successful and very talented mm-hmm. and uh, I run across them years later or they reach out to me and say, hey, you know, I haven't seen you in a million years. I just want to let you know what I'm doing. And I'm like, OK, you know, click on their demo or whatever. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're so good. So it's like the more you do it and the more you love it, the better you get. Bottom line. That's it. I have to say that probably every job I've ever had was literally for the purpose of supporting my voiceover, potential voiceover career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I can't, you know, obviously I can't say that I loved being an assistant business manager for radio stations no. in Fort Myers. Mm-mm. You know, collections, payables, receivables. Oh, good Lord. You know, that's just not for me. But it was it, that part, but but it was it was 40 hours of that crap. Yes. That got you into... The, the the on-air control room for one right. shift a weekend. Right. Like on some Sunday afternoon or something playing that rock music. That was why music. I did it. Yeah. That's why you I did wanted it. to be in the environment. I just thought yeah. if I'm here, it'll put me in a place where I can be near a microphone and hopefully get a chance to get on the air. But honestly, on the being on the air in the radio, you know, on on radio for 16 years I did it. Mm-hmm. I did not like it at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, no offense to the radio industry. I mean, I'm grateful that I did it and I had some incredible experiences. But the actual craft of being a DJ for me did not light any kind of passion at all. All those years that you were uh, working in jazz in New York City. Yeah. And uh, I remember that you would have to get up. It was a Sunday morning, right? It was like a... I did all sorts of shifts. I mean, I was the main, like a weekend, you know, usually like middays on the weekend. And then I was a, a, like the main fill for any of the main people that were out Monday through Friday. I would do middays. I would do afternoon drive. Mm-hmm, I'd do mm-hmm. morning drive sometimes. So I was all over the place. But I literally was... That for me was a paycheck, you know, because it was a union job. I had benefits. It was pension. Mm, um, but yeah. because the radio industry also changed so much and became so homogenized, you right. know, there was no creativity. It was like you were like a monkey who was reading a line that was given to you and pressing a button. <laughs> um, you know, so, <laughs> I, I yeah. I think I remember that. Right? CD 101.5. Every, yeah, everything was the exact <laughs> was it same. Was 101.5? You know, 101.9. Crap. <laughs> Coming <laughs> up next. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Coming yeah. up next. It's another. But for me. I was like, (laughs) no, I have to do voiceovers. So if this is how it's going to, you know, I was doing it on the weekend so I could do my voiceover career Monday through Friday. But yeah, it's like I had zero interest in that. So also for me, too, with the voiceover thing, I thought to myself, I mean, because I've I've gone through some dry periods, you know, Mm -hmm. our careers have been a little different in that regard. So when I've gone through those dry periods, you know, a couple of times I'm like, should I quit? Maybe I'm not good enough for this. You know, I'm not cast. I'm not booking jobs. <laughs> right. I, and when's the last time you took on some other job to make money other than voiceover? I know. And, and I think to myself, but I, to me, I did not provide for myself a le- like a legitimate backup plan because there was no way I was going to go back into radio. No, there's no plan B. 
You know, yeah. I tell my daughter that. I tell mm-hmm. my daughter that. And she's like, yeah, I don't have a plan B. You know, she's going to be a song. She's in Nashville. She's going to be a songwriter. She's a songwriter now. Yeah. She's co-writing. She's doing this. She's, yeah, you know, she's looking for a pub deal. She's going to do it because there's just, I'm not going to. Will you ever like voiceover? No, nah, if I don't do that, I'm going to go work at a pool supply store or something. Yeah, no, I, that's what I was like. I was like, no, I can't. I just, you know, this fire has been lit, so I'm going to have to struggle and I'm going to have to eke it out, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't know what else I'm going to do, you know, and truly to this day, I don't know what else I want. I would do. I, I have no clue. Probably right? say, I think maybe sales of some kind. Really? God, I think, I, I think, I think, be... I think because, uh, what's that? What do you we, say? Well, we, we, we were talking about this the other day because the big Powerball, you know, billion dollar, whatever, you, right. know, you know, you always have those conversations of what would I do if I won the money? <laughs> yeah. And you calculate, house. Yeah. <laughs> you calculate after taxes and <laughs> what well, isn't you that, Isn't that what everybody does? Isn't that, somebody yeah. said that that's what everybody out there does. Everybody who has a job and is living their life out there, you know, a nine to five job or whatever, um, is making plans for what they're going to do when they win lotto or when they're rich. Right. You know? And, you know, us, me included. So we were sitting there talking about it. And I said, you know what? I actually wouldn't change my life. I would right. still do voiceovers. And Sandy was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> just the I, ones that I want to do. <laughs> I, and I'm like, no, I truly would. I, I just I wouldn't I would miss, you know, the passion that I get from getting behind the microphone. And like you said, being picked, being chosen for a mm. job. So, you know? OK, so you win a hundred million dollars. Linda, yes. here's your latest narration on glass windshield repair <laughs> that's a uh, hundred pages and do four versions would you do it i would oh but i would say can i just have an extra day or two <laughs> okay so when i hit got the golf so much course to go do something else now. i don't know <laughs> so much but, more respect than i have yeah it's just but it's i wanted to talk about it just because you know we've been at it so long and you know you really do need something just with any any career let's be honest that you know you want to do mm-hmm. what what keeps you going? You know, do you have it like for me? I know I have like little tricks. If I start to go through a down period, I have like motivational books I'll listen to. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll start my day with certain music to get me going, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. because you never know. You know, you might get up and be like, oh, God, I don't feel like going today. I don't feel like auditioning. Uh, it's a, again. Little bit di- a little bit different. You know, there's a lot of people out there that that start it voiceover people that out there that start at zero. You know, every single month. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you're on a reta- if you've got retainer fees or regular business that just that, that you know you're going to make X a month on, yes. or you actually are one of these voiceover talent that start at zero. And I've just unfortunately I've never really done that. Right. Everything yeah. I've always done to has been many many contracts and retainer fees, or the voice of some show that needs constant promo, you know, for right. a year at a time or two years at a time or some network that signs now, up to a two or How do you handle, though, because there are times when you get dropped from a network or something. How do you handle that mentally, mentally? Um, because when you get dropped, a lot of times you're like losing six figures. Right, I know. It's, it's um, usually I have to go. Well, first of all, what I've learned as I've gotten older is that by the time you get dropped from something, Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be like, you know, t- call the agent or call the clerk, do something and go, well, how, what can I do to make you change your mind? Or, nah, nah, nah. But by the time you get dropped, it's something that has been discussed for weeks or months before. You're the last person to know. <laughs> right. You know, they've already got you replaced by the time you know. But <laughs> right. uh, I think that, um, I mean, it's I've had, I've had tough. I've, I've had, I've been dropped. For, I've also made some dumb decisions, too. Uh, yeah. I, I remember when I was voicing CNN, 
under a, a contract, a nice hefty contract. And I was also voicing Ellen DeGeneres. Mm-hmm. And I got tired of working at like midnight or two in the morning for Ellen <laughs> because it was all done in Los Angeles. They shot her show at 430 in the afternoon Pacific time. And then they went into the production process and didn't have approval until, you know, from an EP and people until probably like nine at night in wow. Pacific, which is midnight Eastern. Wow. And it was just like, you know. In the beginning, it was like, yay, I would put my phone by the bed and it would ring at like two in the morning and I would get up and run upstairs and turn the equipment on or I would leave it on because I knew I needed to do something. And they would dial into the ISD and I would be like, next, Ellen, Ellen, welcome. I would be it was like I was awake the whole now. uh uh-uh. No way. No way. I was at my house in North Carolina and I isn't I, I was not feeling well, obviously. And I was in bed and um, my manager called me or texted me. It was, you know, like. I'm like, uh oh, and I look at it, and it was like, uh, it was like, hey, we need you now, and I'm just like, okay, and I gotta get, it's cold in the house, and I gotta get up, <laughs> and I gotta go downstairs and turn on that gear and 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 do stuff. It, it's it's not it's it gets harder as you get older. I can tell you that if you know working in the, working in the middle of the night. But in but, your um, in your situation, it is the golden handcuffs. It is the golden handcuff. So what do you do when you lose? Well, the whole point here is not to lose. The whole point here is to be <laughs> about as, accom- <laughs> as accommodating as possible. So by the time you let's face it, I mean, I have a very different mentality now at this age. I mean, when I started in this business, you had, you know, you had Ashton Smith, you know, in a world, in a world Hal Douglas, you know, all yeah. new WB Monday. <laughs> it was him. And it was like Joe Cipriano, you know, going like, you know, the Simpsons. <laughs> and and it and then you had like George DeLoyo, like this spring, this guy. Ooh. And it, there was nobody kind of doing this normal thing in the middle going like next on A&E, next uh-huh. on sci-fi. And I was just like, so everything that I auditioned for, I got. <laughs> it was just like this was an amazing industry. It was it was like, you know, like when you look at like Meghan Markle and you go, oh, yeah, what a life <laughs> servants, money, fame. Uh, it's it's a fairy tale. Uh, well, it's not it, 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 it. Well, no, I mean, for her, it is. But I'm, what I'm, say, what, what I'm saying what I'm saying is, well, I like to think it is. <laughs> Some people dream about it, but I don't know. the reality Fine. Turn it down, Linda. Yeah. <laughs> Princess Bruno. But uh, <laughs> uh, but but for me, it was a fairy tale. It was an absolute fairy tale for me. Yeah. Just to, just to, to, to just have the opportunities with an agency that had just started and mm-hmm. there was like 10 people in it or something like that, you know, uh-huh. and it was just like it was well, wonderful. So but but like I said before, as I've gotten older to keep in this business, passion is everything. That's what drives me. And the other thing is, too, you have to be everything to everybody. You cause yeah. you just can't have an attitude. And, and it's just like, I'm sorry, but I'll say this to all the millennials out there who are probably going to hate me for saying this. But um, I was reading an article. It was, a, it was written by, uh, a, a, and the, there's wonderful things about the millennial generation. I mean, absolutely amazing things that I freaking love. And we can go into that <laughs> later. But uh, there is a work mentality where millennials take care of themselves. They're like, look, at six o'clock, I'm going home. Right. And uh, and and I've heard it. I've heard it. it's just like you know, someone will say, "Hey, I need oh emergency. I needed to fax this thing. It's six o'clock. They're on the way out." And they'll say, I, "It's six o'clock. I am paid until six o'clock." So I was yeah. reading this article the other day. Different priorities. And I was reading an article, and the article it was written by a millennial worker, you know, employee who said it's illegal to work after. I mean, it's illegal for an employer to ask you to do things after 
closing time. It's illegal to do work from home. It's illegal to come in early. It's illegal, illegal, illegal. Why should I do this? I'm not paid to do this or whatever. Right. Okay. Well, here's reality. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and keep that attitude <laughs> because in this business that you and I are in, immediacy wins. Mm-hmm. Everything is an instant turnaround. They want, clients want pickups, rereads, or you to read the very first thing the second they text you. Where are yes. you? Need you now? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Because that's the world we live in. Right. Everything's immediate. Immediate text, immediate movie, immediate music. You know, that's it. Instant and gratification. Instant gratification. So take that. The fact that you can pick up your phone and you can order Uber Eats and have it delivered to you or whatever, that same mentality goes from the buyer, from every buyer out there, from every creative house out there, Mm -hmm. from every recording studio, from every ad agency. Bottom line is this, you are Uber Eats. They're going to pick up their phone and they're going to text you and they're going to go, I want this now. And they're going to pay you for it. And Uber Eats just doesn't go, no. Right. No, my whole mentality is, you know what, if if I'm not going to do it, someone else is. Well, that's right. But so It's too competitive. So all I was going to do is just round this whole thing out by saying passion, but you got to be available. Mm-hmm. There is no like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Or, oh, it's after six o'clock. Or, oh. Right. I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure maybe as the as 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 you if you want to work during the day and work within your time slot, you know, fine. But as long as as long as you're in this business, you have to be available. I mean, for the 16 years that I basically worked seven days a week. Um, you know, I had that mentality because I was willing to do whatever it took to build my career and to get my client base going. So it has to be done. Right. You know, after I reached that point, though, I decided that I wanted some quality time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of negotiate, you know, and but again, I'm always on my phone. Right. <laughs> my phone is nearby. If if an agent, anyone emails me and needs something, I either set up the time to do it or I do it if they need it immediately. Right. Well, you know, but otherwise, I do try to keep myself on a set so that way I can go home at night and I can rest and all that because that's good. But 16, if you're, but, you know, but if you're on a sick, but if you're on a, but if, but if a network is paying you yes. three hundred thousand dollars a year, well, I don't have that. So right. that's but, why, but I said yeah. if, if it, cha- I did. it, it yes. changes, it changes the way that you look at things. But I mean, like I'm the, the only reason why I am able to do this, though, is because at this point I've built up the client base and I do have the retainer clients. So as long as I take care of them every day, mm-hmm. I feel like, OK, now I've got some wiggle room to go, you know, run an errand or go take go to dinner or whatever. Right. But because I know my monthlies, they obviously they come first. You know, mm-hmm. so anything they send me, whatever time of day it is, I have to do it. And right. I don't have a problem with that, you know. But, like, I did a documentary last week for um, Discovery Channel Asia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on Sunday they emailed me and were like, we forgot some lines. Would you mind doing a pickup? You know, of course not. No problem. You know, right. go to the studio because I don't work out of my house. Go to the studio, do the lines. No problem. You will have them for your mixing for Monday morning, you know, because that's what you do. Yes. yes, you're being you're being paid to do it. Yeah, it's just that that that's it. So so there you go. Passion yeah. and being and being available. And the first thing what you don't understand is that the minute you put someone, I mean, yes, it's not your fault that somebody screwed up a line. I get it all the time, especially right. now in the world of 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 immediacy. It's just it all the time. It's just oh, screwed up a line. Well, these days it's more like Brian, you screwed up a line. <laughs> Can you read it again? <laughs> Can't see. Um, but uh. 
uh, yeah, it's just like, sorry, screwed up. And this is something, this is like a six o'clock news open yeah. or something in LA or Boston or something. And it's me going blah, blah, blah. Tonight we look at eh, whatever. And they realize that they screwed up on a, on a, on a script or whatever. If I say no, yeah, it's just like now they got to go get an anchor to do it or something. It's just like, right. I will create such a problem for them, even oh, though it's yeah. their fault, <laughs> you know, right. I'll create. And it's just like, you know, when people say they're sorry, you know, sorry, 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 sorry. And my answer is like, look, we're all on the same team. Right. It's like this. It's like, I know that the last thing you want to do is go back into the edit booth and rework this thing. You're not, you know, that's, mm-hmm. you don't want to do that. So we're all kind of on the same team. Right. You know, <laughs> they're like, oh, shit, we screwed up. It's like, and then I'm like, oh, shit, I got to do it again. It's just, it's, we're all, oh, shit. You know, we're all at the same time. You know, we're all kind of doing that. So, you know, you're not better than anybody else. No. You're, for, you're fortunate. You're providing a service or whatever. Uh, I'd like to say that voiceover is the top of the food chain. Because, you know, I work five minutes and someone has to go work two hours on it. Right, 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 right. And uh, I mean, that's but that's just the way it is. I've chosen to be in that position, which makes me fortunate from a monetary standpoint and mm-hmm. the, the role that I play in the whole process. Things are done and approved and everything way before I get them. So I don't have to go through the rewrites and the timing issues and just whatever. Yeah. But but still, when my part, you know, happens, it's like I'm, I'm right there with them. Mm hmm. So you know, this is it's just it's just attitude. I'm just, I don't know about you, but I'm I just hear more and more and more and more that it's it's harder. And I think for for people to you know get things done, you know, because of particular attitudes or whatever. I'm not going to do this this the 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 self righteous attitude or holier than thou attitude or whatever. And uh, I really honestly think I'm a good talent, but at the same time, I'm a problem solver. Right. And uh, it goes beyond the talent. It goes way beyond, way Mm -hmm. beyond. So you have your own passion to continue to drive you because of the love of what you do in your craft. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to be humble and you have to understand that you're part of a process and a team um, of the people that you're working with, you know, walking in being like the talent. You know, having an attitude is never going to get you far. No, it won't get you far. But, you know, I've walked into lots of networks and a lot of operations where they're like, oh, my God, this is Brian Lee. He's our voice guy. And people are like, wow, it's really nice to meet you. And (laughs) the adulation is 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 outstanding. However, it really drives a wedge between me and the people I work with um, as far as perception. You don't want that. I don't. You want to be on I the do, team. You're on the yes, team. Mm-hmm. I want that. And I'm just like, so I work hard to, to do that. To, but you, to, that to the be availability involved. thing, though, that you were talking about and being easy to work with as well, being so important. You know, it came up the other day. I had an agent who was searching desperately to try and find another talent to replace an existing female that right. apparently she could never find her. The girl would just disappear. Right. So there you have an agent now saying, I'm done. I need to find somebody I can rely on. So, you know, what isn't based on the talent in that situation, oh, yeah. you know, there's, there's other talents out there. Same thing. I, I voice television stations with other voiceover people. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes they just don't. Uh, it's, it's a daily topical like tonight at seven, you know, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they don't they just we sent them the copy, but he didn't reply. Our, our other talent is MIA here. <laughs> can you do it? I'm like, sure. And I solved their problem. Yeah. But the thought for me, the thought of just 
somebody sending cops. First of all, I don't want to get fired. That's that's a huge thing. You yeah. know, it's like, you know what? You totally threw us under the bus, you asshole. And so now your contract's up for renewal. And you know what? You've 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 uh, you've put us in a bad position so many times. Now we're going to look around for other talent. Right. Or whatever. You don't want to give you know, anybody a reason to look for someone else. Well, you, the, you don't want to give anybody a reason to look for someone else, but you don't want to do that to anybody. Right. I mean, the, th- the thought about, I mean, I get it's really not busy. No, but people are sitting in editing bays waiting for my voice to come through on stuff. And I could be in the middle of some narration for something and uh, somebody can go, oh, my God, we're crashing on this project. You know, I'm getting texts. I give everyone my 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 cell phone number. My clients can text me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there's no barrier between me and my client. They're paying mm-hmm. me. You can have access to me. Um, yes. Does it put handcuffs on me? Absolutely. Does it tie me close to the studio? Absolutely. Does it does it create a little bit more comfort where in some ways you, you sometimes you want the respect of of, uh, of of a producer who won't just text you going, hey, I need this now, you know, but if I push back and go, I can't do it now, but I can do it, you know, and right. I can do it. I can do it very soon. I get OK, thank you. Uh, but um I d- that's one thing I just don't I, I just I want to be part of that whole situation, be part of the team, be part of their their problems or my problems. And based on how many clients I have, I got a lot of problems. <laughs> I have everybody's problem out there. And it's amazing how I keep all the plates in the air. That's but, the thing. Um, you got to balance it. But I but I do it. So what we've touched on here is you have to have a passion for this. You have to really yeah. want to be a part of a team. It's not you and everybody else. Um, it, you're a team with the people you're that a team hire player. you. You have to be right. a team player. Bottom bottom line, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, there are people out there. Everybody's different. And out of the hundreds of people that I work with, I I, I like to think that I know pretty much every one of those people's um, attitude. You know, their personality. What trips them off? What gets them right. angry? Mm-hmm. You know, somebody could be having a, you know, they could have a shitty life, you know, at home or just or or whatever. That can kind of roll into. Yeah, Brian or this or whatever. Um, I know I know who in my industry are the complainers. I know who will if if I don't turn something around quick enough or if I whatever, whatever. I know who will run to a supervisor and go, you know, whatever. (laughs) And so then I may have to deal with that. You know, sometimes the agency will get a call and say, yeah, we just got a call from blah and they're. Looking for their stuff, and, yeah. and I'm thinking to myself, when did I do this? Like they they they, <laughs> they emailed me five minutes ago. What the, you know? I mean, uh, I try yes. to be as responsive as possible, even if like you know, I the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is I check all my emails, and if somebody has something for me to do, and I already know what my schedule is for the morning, I say to them, I have this session, this session. Are you cool with me getting this back to you at eleven? You know, eleven thirty, mm-hmm. just to get a confirmation because if they're not. Then I switch things around, but I'm like immediate. The moment somebody right. emails me, I respond. Right. <laughs> you know. And and as you do get more successful in this business, if you you know if you have something, you know you've got some clients and you're making some money, and let's say you have another job, and then now you're making enough money doing voiceover. That's not, you know, there's a little. I I always think that there's a critical stage in success. And for everybody listening who is interested in doing voiceover, I I, I hope you are successful. I hope you live out your dreams. I hope you. Do everything that you want to do. Um, you and I have have a very, very um, uh, common attitude about you know paying it forward, sharing, and just you know there's 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 enough work to go around. Hence the purpose it, of this podcast. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You cannot just try to you know it's just it's not good to 
it's not good to discourage others because you think that you can have more of the pie. No, um, doesn't that's exist. Not, that's not no. that's not that's not a good attitude. It doesn't work like that anyway. I don't no. believe that. No, no, it doesn't. So yeah, I I think that so so you be passionate about it. Be a team player. Um, uh, appreciate your work. Solve people's problems. And when you do become successful, which I hope you do in this business, that you that you have a healthy ego, but you are humble. I wind up with, um, you know, a lot of the students that come through the studio here that I help. I, I find that I have to kind of reiterate to them that the most important aspect actually when they're first starting out is to have that passion and to truly feel that wonderful feeling of performance. Because if they don't, the rest of the business is going to beat them to shit. Right. And, and, and you and you have to struggle in your own way, too. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. How long have you had that studio in Long Island uh, that you're in now? See, 2005. So okay. 13 years. So 13 years, you've been coming into that studio, yep. standing in that room every day for hours on end yep. for, for over 13 years. Right. Staring at a screen, reading out loud. Herniated discs at, as a result. Herniated discs, back pain, <laughs> foot pain, you know, hip pain, yeah. throat pain, eye pain, you know, whatever. It and But you know something? It, it's just I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. But, uh, I, ch- I cherish every moment. But another but, uh, aspect of there it, is too. There's a grind to it. The other uh, aspect of it, too, um, is that. I may go through, like I mentioned, a spell where I'm not booking a job, like I go for like a week where I don't hear from a client or whatever. The The fact is, I still get out of bed every morning with the deep knowing that I can do this and that right. belief yeah. in myself that I can do this. And that is the most important thing to me, because I don't care what you're trying to attack in life. I don't care what business you're going into or what pursuit you know, you're going after. If you don't truly believe in yourself and your own talent, that you right. can actually do this, then do something else. Because right. you know, you're gonna go through the rough stuff, especially right. now that the, mm-hmm. the market is so vast with so many people competing Right. You know, like you were talking about how, you know, you go through that period back, you know, a while back when we had agents were the focus and there were limited numbers of agents. It was not as many agents as are available now. Limited number of talent. Right. (laughs) It was a lot easier to become like suddenly you'd go on a run and, oh, you're the voice of this network and now you're the voice of this thing, you know. So I went on those runs myself, you know, where I got nicknamed the Renaissance woman because I was booking in so many different genres with my agent. Mm -hmm. Now... You know, everything's kind of watered down a bit. So the market is a lot different. But, you know, if you don't have that inner faith and that belief and like, wow, when I get behind this mic, I can hit it home. You know, I can hit a home run with a script. Then it does, you should just, yeah. you know, stop because that's what it takes. Your confidence in 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 what you do comes out. And and when you have confidence, I don't don't don't. Confuse it with ego because, right. I, like I said before, healthy ego. But when you have confidence, you people feed off of it. I mean, your producers feed off it. Your, your, your feed off of it. Your writers, mm-hmm. everyone who is, they're just they're just happy to have someone who's confident into what he or she does, and behind the microphone, it's just whatever. It, right. It's just and and yeah, absolutely. But you have to you have to understand that you are a good talent and that you have you know what it takes to do it. Yeah, these days I don't 
I can walk in here and do anything. That's this. That's that's the cool thing. I remember years ago when I had an opportunity to do something new, and I would get butterflies. <laughs> you know, I'd actually get butterflies, and uh, and um, I think that I think the last time I think I still might if I don't work for like a network for a long time. Like I was just doing a bunch of uh, promotional stuff for uh, NBC News yesterday uh-huh. and uh, it was uh you know lester hall andrea mitchell tom brokaw you know it was this whole thing you know every vote every person everybody counts every blah 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 blah, blah nbc <laughs> nbc.com nbc you know whatever and um i remember i was sitting on the couch in my studio because i was waiting for him to dial in on the isdn line and i had just, just like this little flash in my head that it was just like um dude, you're getting up to do NBC. <laughs> 30 Rock. That's it's just awesome. like, yeah. yes, I have clients all over the world. It's not, it's like, it shouldn't even just go, you know, it shouldn't even phase me. Yeah. But 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 for that one f- little second, I was just like, dude, <laughs> NBC News is dialing you up yeah. to do something. Yeah. And it's just like, how many times have I worked for them? A million. Right. You know, whatever. Uh, See, same uh, situation. I haven't worked for uh, NBC Universal in probably two years. Mm-hmm. And they booked me last week on a job and I did the job with them. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was <Right>. all excited. <laughs> I know. It's just like, wow. It's like of all the people. That's just it. Of all the people. And it, this is all in different. St- I guess you can you can put a level in, of importance on it. But it, it just. Yeah, it just it doesn't make any difference whenever you get a booking. And if it's some big, big, huge thing, which which is giant. Yeah. Because, you know, by the way, the producers at these networks and these, you know, they don't care. It's like your producer who is a producer at, say, a major network. You know, they go, they they have to go to the supermarket and pick up some chicken on the way home. It's not. Right, right, right. They're like, you know, they're just coming in to get a... What's that? I used to get nervous. Like I would book a job and then I would go to the session. I'd be nervous before the session until somebody like reminded me and said, you already booked the job. <laughs> Don't right, worry exactly. about it. I already know who you are. What are you going to flush it? What, 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 I know. what? I would have They're some crazy. They're going to find out I'm a like, fraud. <laughs> I, know, I, was, I know. I would have some crazy fear that somehow they were going to change their mind, you know? <laughs> right. No. That, that, now you're, now that the deal is this, that in some sense, it's, you know, nobody wants to take that chance you know that that's be, people are becoming more and more under the microscope you know so when there's someone who picks a voiceover person in this business it's usually wonderful if you can get hired by committee that you know two one person goes i really like brian lee and there's like 10 people making the decision yeah uh you know usually there's a you know my daughter tells me this you know she's she's almost 20 she goes she goes people it's just i get around people and it's just like nobody is the step out and go, I have, you know, me or, 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 or I think you should use that person. Nobody wants to take that. Nobody wants to be in that kind of spotlight. So there's kind of like this kind of like, eh, what do you think? And you like, yeah, I like, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> that's today y- y- you're saying these that's days. To, that's right. today. Yeah. So remember the goal is to get all those people to go eh, yeah. to kind of understand and gel with them. Uh, when I get on an ISD inline and there's several producers in a room, it's uh, it's my job to make them all feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This so is- just, uh, like I'll do crazy shit that you know they'll connect and go. Uh, it's like hi Brian, hi I I'm 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 Bonnie, your you know your mm-hmm. your producer today, and in the room here we have a, we have an editor John. I'm like hi John, hi Bonnie, you know, and then I'll just say something like, and they go. Hey, Brian, nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you, too. 
And I can feel like the friction. They don't know what, even though they've hired me, right. they don't know what the hell they're going to get. And you just, okay, so did you see this? Did you, you know, you've done this many times. So did you see the script? Have you looked at the script? <laughs> right, yeah, right, I've looked right. at the script. <laughs> so in order to prevent that kind of stuff from happening, I'm just like, I'm like, what did everybody have brec- for breakfast today? Or something, you know, right? Like the, from the engineer, he says, "I I skip breakfast," you know. And then someone said, "Oh, I I, I had eggs or something," you know. What? Just talk about anything. I mean, don't make it obvious, like stupid, like how's the weather so. up there? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, how's the weather up there in New York? Uh, but but yeah, just just break it. Just just uh, you know. We th- talk about the weather all the time in my sessions. <laughs> they they ask me. They're like, "Where are you, Linda? You're in New York," and I'm like, "Yeah." So what's it like right now? <laughs> so because all- it's New York. Yeah, they're very curious about New York. But let me tell you, just a second ago, you were talking about how these days, you know, people don't really want to step out and be different with the decision making process. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, like years ago, I went in to do a promo for ABC. There were seven producers in the room when I walked in. And hi, Linda, so nice to meet you. And then the seventh guy was like, I want you to know I'm the one that didn't want you. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, okay. And you're like, hi, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Who pissed in your cornflakes this morning? <laughs> yeah, okay. I said, well, thank God you got over overruled. Yeah. Thank God no one listens to you. <laughs> you know what? Meanwhile, that person works them up to be head of the creative department. Yeah. And uh, and then they, they oversee everybody and right, then right. never use you again. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, remember, whatever you say can and you will be used against you. Loose lips sink ships. Yes. <laughs> I, do a don't. Lot, I do a lot of laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> so funny. Condescending laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thanks. these are good tips. These are, this is good advice. I was figuring that it would be a good thing to talk about because the motivation thing is a huge aspect. Right. You know, I, I tend to I tend to ramble on about this thing, but I, I am getting emails from people that listen to your podcast that, that are enjoying it. And that's, oh, that's great. Good. You know, I'm like, what What can I offer? You know, I think I, if it were just advice, I could, we, this podcast would be 90 seconds long. <laughs> do this, 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 this. Don't do this, 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 this. And good luck. You know, but I'm, I mean, I'm glad uh, you're getting some feedback. Oh, yeah. People love it. I, it's get, just, uh, I get feedback really from it. people in person telling me they listen to it and that they like well, it. That's good. That's good. Well, I'm in a padded room here. So I, What's... people don't knock. People don't go, hey, just wanted to say, <laughs> heard you on Linda Bruno's podcast. Really like good. your podcast. <laughs> really, really good. Well, if it helps so, anybody, yeah. gives advice, it's informative. That's the whole point. Yeah. That's absolutely. what we want. I think I, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm a little bit, you know, critical about having the right attitude, but I think that if you are in this business or you want to be in this business and you love reading, you love voice acting, yes. that I think that as you progress and as you move forward and as you learn, you do learn to love it. Just like any artist, you know, just like any, just like just anybody out there who loves to paint the best, or sculpt. But the or perfect combination create. is someone who has the passion for the craft and also is good in business. Yeah, yeah, you have to be a business person too, and you have to understand people. And but, I, but I think that if you don't, if you're not good in business, um, but yeah, it's just it's just going to make your life. You, you you're just gonna you're gonna fret and stress over things that you're probably already fretting and stressing over. You know, if you're not good in business before you get into voiceover, you're not going to be good at it when you get into voiceover. Right, right. You know, but you it's need just, to understand the, um, the basic concepts. You know, customer service with you know billing, invoicing, all that stuff that you know. It has to be done because it is a business. Right. 
Right. And you have to take care of yourself. You know, you have to take yes. care of, you know, yourself. And then, yes, the business whole, the aspect of it, you have to understand your accounting and your taxes and your understand what you can write off and what you can't and whatever. That's a whole different conversation. But sure. I mean, yes, being a voiceover, being a freelance voiceover person and not doing anything other than that, you're, that is your business. I mean, it's like owning, owning a company. You're just the only employee right. with very limited overhead, well, which is wonderful. Chief head, chief cook and bottle washer. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. That's, that's what you're, you're, you're everything. Of course, now for me, I know what my weaknesses are. Uh-huh. And of course I have, you know, people that do that for me. So I don't, you know, you don't want me you trying don't do to your do your taxes. <laughs> yes. I have a CPA that is my taxes. I have an assistant that handles all the ins and outs, yeah. you know, whatever I've designed a, an online system that, uh, it took me 17 years to figure out how inefficient everything was in, in, in my career, in my life. Uh, and um, I, 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 had a, I worked with a guy and, and, and took a year to create a portal which people have to log into and the agency has to log into and everything in order to submit work to me. Oh, that's it has cool. All the, yes, it has all the information and everything uh, that could possibly that I could possibly need. And if they don't submit the information in any, any one of those fields, it won't let you submit. It's like, you didn't put in the code. <laughs> wow, <laughs> like yeah, because you. your stuff's pretty detail-oriented. It's very detail-oriented, and, uh, you know, I need to know. I just There's so much stuff coming in that I don't know who the producer is. Right. I don't know anything. I don't have phone numbers or contacts mm-hmm. or anything. Everybody just wants to say, here's a script someone's going to call you. Right. And it's just, it just got impossible. But the system tracks everything and whatever. So understand that you need those resources. You have to create your own system. You know, that right. works for you. I've tried to streamline mm-hmm. things as much as I can here. I mean, obviously, I don't do my own taxes. I have a CPA. And my no, mom. But you also have an assistant, too. Yeah, my know, mom that, also, that... thankfully, is a bookkeeper. So she kind of keeps track of everything, too. But yeah, having Sandy, you know, she actually took a couple days a couple weeks ago. And I had mm-hmm. to do editing because she edits like all my, like on hold clients. She edits That's all great. like the basic stuff that goes out. I spent mm-hmm. an hour <laughs> editing. A job. And the whole time I'm like, (laughs) this is why I need Sandy. Where is Sandy right now? Because it was so time consuming to sit there and go through and clean it up. Yeah, you know, sure. Where your time can be better spent looking for clients or doing client relationship management or, you know. But she also does a lot of social media for me, too, because. You know who has the time to do all those things? Right. If you're busy, if you're a busy voice actor, you're you you. It's not like I think that I think that a lot of my clients think that it's like, oh, so you have a nine o'clock session and that took you 15 minutes to do, right? right. And then after that, you can go out to breakfast and hang out with your friends, see? right? And then, right. And then you get another call and you're in it like maybe one, right? Come in at one and do <laughs> a half know. hour. They and then you go out and have nothing. lunch with your. You go out with lunch with your friends and you live in Florida, right? So then you're, you go out on the patio and you just sun yourself for a couple of hours until you're four o'clock and you come in it's and such you know, a make, lie. A, make five million dollars. And then, you know, and then you can go out and have a big dinner, you know, take a couple of weeks off, come back and do another VO. It's like, no, no, that's completely wrong. Right. Uh, no, it's like once I get into the studio, I'm getting an email about I probably get <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if I average an email a minute. Wow. That's busy. That's busy. Well, it's something we can all strive for, people. (laughs) I don't get an email a minute, but... (laughs) Yeah, an email a minute, which is usually... But the difference is, for me, these emails are either like 30-second, 20-second television promos, and I just need them back. That's a different world. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's it's a different world. But uh, yeah, so there there you go. Hopefully, everyone can achieve it. Uh, It's a... 
it's a, it's a wonderful career, um, and I think we t- we touched on everything. But I, I, I honestly, Linda, I do believe that if there's someone out there who has the same kind of passion that you have and that I have, it's uh, it, and it's a growing passion that it's going to just it's going to happen that way. Yeah, that, that it'll either, happen that, for you. Right. The mm-hmm. industry kind of pushes you and shapes you into, you know, what you need to do and what you need to be. Because we're all sitting on microphones reading copy. I mean, that's right. this, that's that's basically it. In the nutshell, you read into a microphone and you send it. <laughs> right. Uh, and you don't want to be the speed bump. You don't want to be the problems. You want to be the good voice. And you want to understand, you know, like you have, you have a knowledge of the production process of how it's being put in and stuff like that. And I think that that also helps mm-hmm. if you understand the production process rather than here's my voice, take it. Eh. And not but if understand, you understand what's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If you're doing voiceover for video, it's important that you understand how video editing is. And you're in a whole production company there. So you see it every day. Right. Graphics. You know, production. You have a soundstage there, right? Green screens, soundstage, we and everything do. where we you are. Do. Right. So you see that you see everything from lighting to camera to yeah. You, know, you see the soup to nuts, the whole process, right? The of whole creation thing. of a commercial or a project. And how mm-hmm. and how does and how has that helped you in your career? Right. Yeah. Well, it's so, knowledge. You know, it's invaluable. It's invaluable. It's knowledge. So, so anybody, you know, go out there and learn. If you're if you if you are doing commercials and or voiceover or whatever, and you're doing it somewhere where you can actually go watch it be be put together and they are and they are up for that. Right. Go in and actually watch them put your voice with video. Yeah. Watch, watch the process. How, watch the process and learn that. Or get copies of the work that you do so you can hear how your voice is being how video is being cut to your voice or how music mm-hmm. is being used or or whatever. It's all it's all wonderful. Passion, so, passion. As always, thank you for joining me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love hearing your insight and your years of experience. It's always great to share with everybody. because um, you never know who it can help out. And hopefully somebody yeah. can pick up a tip here here or there with the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. Right. Right back at you. Thanks so much for having me again. <laughs> and uh, we will uh, see you again. I'm not quite sure who will be joining me for the next one, but it'll be a surprise nonetheless. This was the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. Any questions, feel free to um, – you can also shoot me an email at info at voiceover.guru. Answer any questions that you may have about the podcast or maybe something that you want us to talk about down the road. We'd love to uh, have your ideas and your input. But that's it for this episode. Everybody have a great day.